the new X series of scratch-offs from the New York Lottery, you can multiply your winnings up to 100 times. The X series from the New York Lottery, it's a better way to multiply. You must be 18 years or older to purchase. Please play responsibly. Bill's defensive lineman, AJ Epinesa, joins me on this week's episode of Bill's Pod Squad. AJ gets into his body transformation and why he feels like he's currently back to his old self. He also shares why he loves being a part of the defensive line unit and how he feels more comfortable in year two. We also get into his family of athletes and his youngest brother, who's receiving scholarship offers before the age of 15. All that and more as we get going on Bill's Pod Squad right now. Welcome into this week's episode of Bill's Pod Squad presented by the New York Lottery. Maddie Glab here is your host, and I'm joined by one of the younger Bills on the defensive line this week. It's AJ Epinesa. AJ, you're back in Buffalo. You guys have been back for a few weeks now. Actually, you you know, you might have been here for quite a while because Leslie Frazier spoke to the media uh, last week. And of course, you were asked about your progression this offseason, your rookie season. And he said, you know, AJ's been around quite a bit this offseason. So we'll start right there. What have you been up to this offseason? Um, how much of it were you in Buffalo for? Um, I want to say I was here for a month and a half okay um I think so initially right after the season I had went out and saw my sister in Florida stayed with her for a couple weeks uh I went home and saw my mom and my parents for a little while uh but then I came back up to Buffalo to start my off-season training and uh kind of get into that mode where I got to put on some of that weight you know kind of get that body change going and that was kind of my mindset while I was while I have been here that whole time or this whole time by now, are you like the king of body change? Uh, I don't know if I'm the king of it, but I'm, I'm close because coming from 280 down to 250 is a huge transformation for me. And I mean, I can just feel the difference. Is that a tough process, easy process? I know it's different for all players. Um, you can talk to offensive linemen who have you know, left the NFL or retired and weight comes off super easily or weight is hard to come off. So I know everybody's different. Um, but when you had to drop, was it, was it an easy transformation? Was it tougher? Um, was it super annoying to have to start something like that and and now get to a place where you feel like you're, you're in the right spot? Uh, yeah, I would, I would, I would go as far as say that it was pretty easy for me just because during my time at Iowa, they kind of, supplied a lot of those calories you know they really kind of pushed for me to be heavier 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 and so I kind of felt I felt heavy like I could feel it I felt like I was stomping on the ground when I was running and like I didn't feel athletic per se so um, dropping this weight I've kind of enjoyed that process Um, kind of feeling more athletic and getting back to my old self is kind of how I would describe it but um, this whole process of trying to gain that muscle mass back and trying to add some more good weight to it has been fun as well too, being in the weight room and um, being with all the guys now that everyone's back in town. So it's been a really good and enjoyable process and all like, to be honest with all that. Doing all of this body transformation and, you know, coming back early to get into the weight room and, you know, dealing with this during the season too, would you say that was kind of your first, not, not necessarily a wake up call, but I feel like that's something that you had to deal with right away um, that probably helped you mature in your first year in the NFL f- from the get-go is paying attention to your body, you know, what, what was being put in it, what you're supposed to play at, because I know your playing weight at Iowa was, was different because you were playing in a different scheme at Iowa. So you come into the Buffalo Bills and you're now playing in a different scheme here. And the first thing you have to do is be super conscious about 
what you're eating and what your weight is. So would you say that was kind of like a, a maturation process that you went through also um, within your first, you know, few days of being in the NFL, I would say, or, or being in Buffalo? I mean, yes, definitely. Just because, I mean, I'm living on my own now. Um, from college, I've always had that roommate I had when I moved into my college house with my other other teammates. Like, I always had buddies around me. I always had teammates living in my place with me. So that was a huge change was, you know, living on my own now. So I got to buy my groceries. I got to cook my food. I got to, you know, do all this and that. And, and with COVID, there's so many restrictions last year. And so it was a pretty weird transition, especially on that aspect of just kind of being by myself. But um, I have a lot of older teammates, you know, Jerry, Mario, all those guys, and Trent, even I could depend on those guys uh, to, you know, to look out for me. Like Trent invited me over for Christmas, Thanksgiving, and I think even on New Year's, I went over to Trent Murphy's place, and, you know, that guy can throw it down on the grill and make some food. So I was blessed to have teammates like that, you know, be able to, to, to watch my back like that and, you know, look over me and help me out whenever I needed it. Yeah, definitely. On on a scale of one to ten, how much do you hate chicken and rice by now? Oh, I'd say like a seven and eight. <laughs> You're like, I, I never <laughs> want to eat that. All I had to do was eat that. Was that like your go-to to 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 cut weight? Was chicken rice stay simple? Yes. Chicken rice, uh, some fish in there, some salmon. You know, just kind of mix some salads and stuff in there too. The most basic stuff, but I mean, that's what works. Yeah, that sounds incredibly boring, but I've been there. I've done that before. I usually eat like that when when I'm cooking food, so I totally get it, and it does work. Um, but it's nice that you have the um, ability to use people with the Buffalo Bills, whether it's Jerry, whether it was Trent, um, whether it's the nutrition team, the strength staff with the Buffalo Bills. I mean, you're talking to and interacting with people who have years and years of experience when it comes to getting your body perfect um, in the perfect shape and the perfect playing weight for the type of defense that you're playing in. And Dion Dawkins spoke to the media also last week and, and said, you know, I've I've been able to talk to agent. We talk at practice sometimes and, and, and I say, Hey, you're looking good. You're, you're feeling a lot faster. You're feeling stronger when, when you guys go up, up, up against each other in practices. And, and when you hear some of that praise from your teammates and your coaches, how does that help you or, or motivate you um, when it comes to sticking with where you're at or getting to where you want to be? Um, you know, that's just kind of, you know, some confirmation where my teammates and my coaches and guys who are established uh, in this league are, you know, taking notice and saying like, hey, we've noticed that you're improving with this. We noticed you're improving with that. You're getting bigger, faster, stronger. So that just kind of, you know, gives you a little more push, a little more motivation to, to really show me like all this hard work's paying off and like other people are noticing it. The people I'm competing against are noticing it. The people who are my coaches and who I'm, who I'm answering to are, are noticing it. So um, that's always a good sign when they think you're doing good. So I uh, just want to keep on that track and keep it going. Heck yeah. Um, I know you said you were kind of getting back to your old self and where you feel comfortable with. Where was that old self? Was that at some point during Iowa or was that before you got to Iowa that now you feel like you're kind of um, back to your old self or back in your old skin, I would say? Um, I would say probably early on Iowa, maybe even okay. late high school, like just kind of how I was feeling because – I mean, I've always been a big guy. I got to Iowa at around 260. So I'm, if anything, I'm closer to my weight as a senior in high school than I've ever been since. 
Okay. That's good to know. And you said you, you feel, you know, going out in OTAs, how do you feel now? Do you feel like you're at a, a good weight where, where Leslie and, and Eric want you to be at right now? And, and can you feel that also taking reps against the offensive linemen here in OTAs? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can definitely say that like my weight has progressed and that I'm, I'm, I'm getting closer to where I want to be. Um, I'm not exactly at my goal yet, but there's definitely been some improvements. And like you said, people are starting to notice. Um, and then I can physically tell as well, um, just being stronger, faster, um, quicker, just in my opinion, of just improving through this offseason. So it's just about, you know, continually doing those right things and just keep getting faster, keep getting stronger. Body transformation wise, besides you, who's someone who's came back from the offseason and you've been like, dang, you look different or you're moving quicker or mm-hmm. you changed the way you look. Who else is, who else would fall into that category with yourself? Uh, my guy, the first guy that comes up is Mike Love. Ooh. I don't know if you've seen Mike, but Mike put a lot of good work in this off season. That was something he, he told me he emphasized. So I'm happy for my guy, Mike. He came back uh, looking good. So I'm proud of my guy. Yeah, I hope Mike loves get some awesome opportunities in camp. I know he's not a name that's tossed around between Bills Mafia, but I know you guys love working him, with him. Uh, we love watching him in practice. So I, I hope he gets some some recognition that he deserves uh, through training camp or, or during this season. Another player that comes to mind, at least for me, on the other side of the ball would have to be Devin Singletary. I know he posted some pics. I think it was on his Instagram or maybe it was on Twitter of him flexing and you could definitely tell a difference with some of the weight and muscle that Devin has been able to put on. So it's cool to see everybody come back from the off season, uh, look a little bit different, um, play a little bit to a higher level, you know, whatever you guys were working on in the off season, now coming back and finally putting it together, getting ready for this upcoming season, but in preparation for this upcoming season, I mean, you've had the time to dive back into your first season in the NFL. When you, when you turned on the tape, what did you see? What are some things that you, you picked out from last year that you liked and, and what are some things that you want to improve on uh, for this season? Um, I, I would just say, you know, overall consistency for myself, um, last year was a big transition and, and then picking up on things kind of late on in the season. Uh, I wish obviously I could have done it sooner, but things started to click um, the more reps I got. And so as I got to playing more, things got a little more comfortable and that started happening later on um, down the road. But it's just, I think, I think for me personally, it's about starting at where I finished last season and just continually growing from there, being more consistent against the run, setting the edge, um, more consistent with my rushes, you know, more wins and just, you know, being a, a presence is my goal, you know, just so people know where you're at because they're concerned about it. So that's kind of my goal is just, you know, consistency, consistency and then just dominate. Yeah. That's, this is what I'm thinking. I know you probably wanted to come out like the week one guns blazing and it was like, dang, who's AJ Epinesa? And I know you said it came on in the second half of the season. I mean, it was the same thing for Ed Oliver in his rookie season. Um, and unfortunately, last season, he had to take on a lot more responsibility because Star Lotulele was not around um, this past season because he opted out. So, I mean, big things ahead for you, for Ed Oliver, for this defensive line as a whole. Do you feel like I mean, the, the amount of studying that you probably had to do to feel comfortable in this defense probably took most of last year. If not, it's, it's still 
it's still a work in progress. And guys like Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde even say, you know, I'm constantly uh, learning more and more about this defense. Do you feel like you're at a place where you're more comfortable now in the defense that you're playing in than you were maybe this past year because you've been able to review film from last year and because you guys are already installing stuff for this year? 100%. That was something um, I had kind of talked about with some people here in the building, told them that uh, the difference from last year to this year is I came in knowing nothing. I came in having to learn a whole new style of defense, a whole new playbook. Um, and then obviously this year I got a whole year under my belt. So I've got the baseline. I know all the plays. Um, and now it's just kind of, you know, there's levels to everything. So I know the basics of our defense. I know where the arrows tell me to go and all that kind of stuff. But now it's to the point where I got to see what the offense is giving me to what they can send from that point. They say the running back's here, so he can run it there or there. Um, and he can't do this. So it's, it's kind of about taking that next step and kind of diving into the different schemes of offenses and trying to learn about what they can give me and what they can't and then taking steps from there. So that's kind of my that's kind of my mindset on where to go next is like improving myself on our own defense and learning other offensive schemes. Yeah. And I know this is this is something that I've pointed out before, not on this podcast, probably, but just when I'm talking to rookies who are finishing up their first season or entering their second season that I think mm -hmm. goes unnoticed. And it's not like it's an excuse or anything, but you guys are literally on from your senior season through your entire rookie season and this past off season, I feel like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it is your first true break because you go into your senior oh, yeah. season at Iowa. And then after that's over, you're either in a bowl game or you're deciding not to play in a bowl game because then you're preparing for the scouting combine. And then you're also working out on your own to get ready for the combine. Then you have the combine and then you're working out for the draft and then there's the draft and then you're you're going from when you get drafted to the end of the bill season and I feel like that's such a huge undertaking to like go for two straight seasons and not mm -hmm. really get a true rest and now you've been at the place where the season has ended and you can finally like exhale and kind of recap you know what the hell did I just go through in the last two years? My body needs a break. So were you able to kind of get that reset or, or do you agree with, you know, you've been on for, for two straight seasons basically, and you finally got that first off season. Oh yeah, no, definitely. From, from that senior year training camp, right before the season, all the way up until it's 20th game of the season uh, last year, that was literally the longest two years of my life. It feels like. Um, I mean, now that we're past it, it feels like it flew by, you know, uh, senior year of college and then rookie year of the NFL, like it was all a blur. But the fact that it all was all in one big swoop was kind of crazy because we first of all, we had 20 games, which was never obviously you only have 12 in, in college or yeah. 13. And so it was a huge change, like having so many games. And um, it was a huge sigh of relief whenever you finally get to, you know, get a break and you get to relax for a little bit for a while. Um, that always feels good when you get to, you know, tone it down and let your body finally relax. And it's not like you you went through a rookie season where it was just all normal. I mean, we all know the the past year that everyone has had to live through. And for NFL players like yourself, it was on steroids because you guys couldn't really see anybody, be around anybody. You were inside the bubble. You're from a huge family. Um, I We all know your draft pictures and how many people were in that room around you celebrating the fact that you got drafted to Buffalo. I mean, 
what was it like not being able to be around them and, and how awesome was it to go home and see the family after the season? That was, that was a huge change. Um, Cause my whole life, my parents, my grandparents, everyone has been able to travel to my games or they've always been able to, to come and support. And so this year was a huge change, obviously with all the new rules and um, everything they had put in place to restrict families from coming. So um, my parents were, they were pretty sad about it at first, but um, I always, they always watch the games. They always send me their clips. Um, my family's a football family, so they all understand how it works and they all call me after the game and tell me what they think, good job and all this and that. And uh, yeah, no, I definitely missed having them at games a lot, but um, I know that they were, they're there, they're there in spirit and I always know they're in my corner and I'll never doubt that. So um, yeah, I know, I just wish, I'm excited for them to finally come to games this season. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you'll have a, a whole section cheering for you. Is there anybody that you'd get on the phone with after a game that was in your family that you'd be like, I just, I don't want to talk to this person after the game. They're going to be a little bit too critical of breaking down the film right away. Or was it always fun to, to talk to everybody on the phone? Oh, my, my I was always good to talk to everybody on my phone. That's good. My youngest brother, I don't know if you guys, you guys haven't met Yose yet, but when you meet Yose, no. you guys will love him. He's my youngest <laughs> brother. But me and him can always talk football. And me and Eric can too, but um, my dad as well. All of us, we all got a good understanding for each other. And we all understand the game well enough to where it's it's always fun to talk about it. Okay, my wheels are turning here. If you, you know, of course you come from a football family. Your dad played football um, in college. I know your brother, one of your younger brothers is starting to get offers now, which I'll ask you about that in a mm -hmm. second. But you guys should do like a podcast, like a family football podcast because... I mean, I know it exists in the NFL where brothers are in the NFL together, but I feel mm -hmm. like you have quite a few people in your family who can talk football. I think that would be uh, maybe something interesting to do mm -hmm. down the road when you guys have some time in the off season. But what do you think about that? You down? Oh, yeah, I'd be down for it. Me and me, Eric, y'all say my dad, a little four of us in there talking football. I think people would tune in and watch that. I think they would too. I have a dream to one day try and do that with my dad and my brother. We're not all mm -hmm. like, I didn't play college football or high school football. So it wouldn't be about football. We'd probably just, you know, complain or um, praise <laughs> the Chicago Cubs. I know you're a, you're oh, a Cardinals fan. Yeah. The Cubs, gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a hot team in baseball right now, AJ. They, they, were, they were sucking it up in the beginning of the year. They couldn't hit the ball, but now they finally figured it out. I know you like the enemy. Oh, you're yeah. a Cubs fan? Yes. I'm, I'm from the suburbs of Chicago. We're you're like from you're from two Illinois. hours away. You're from Illinois too. You could claim the Cubs or the Sox, but you know, you gotta claim Missouri. I'm, I know I'm from right across the river. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Edwardsville, Illinois. I know all about it. All my friends from that Man. area also claim the St. Louis Cardinals as well. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> we bleed red over there. I, I get it. I've yeah, a lot of my friends feel the same way who I went to Mizzou with. So, but I'm only like 30 to 45 minutes away from the city. So, oh, nice. I'm a little bit closer. Um, but yeah, talk to me about your brother who's getting um, scholarship offers. I think I saw one from Minnesota. I don't know where else, but is this your youngest brother who's oh. starting to get scholarship oh, yeah. offers for football? Yeah, that's uh, my youngest brother, Yose. He is 13. I think he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's 13, 14. He's one of those two. And he's going to be a freshman in high school this year. He's already starting to get scholarship offers. Yeah. That's legal. I think so. I think they could technically <laughs> offer him as much as they want, but they can't really talk to him. 
Yeah, I don't know. That, I don't know. That, yeah, yeah, that, no, that makes sense because I feel like I heard about that for like, um, maybe it was one of like Peyton Manning's nephew or something like that. That's uh -huh. supposed to be like the next, even better than Peyton. And I think he was starting to get contacted, not contacted, maybe offers from schools when he was like 12 years old. So 13. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah Yosei is 13. Um, and he's got an offer from Utah, Iowa, and Minnesota. What position does he play? Uh, he plays defensive end. All so right, he's keeping it. Yeah, he's compare, keeping it in the position. Keeping it in the in the family. All right, yeah. compare uh, the the skill set between you two. How are you guys similar and different? Me and Yo. Uh, yeah. So back then, me and him were like literally twins. If you saw him right now, that's exactly what I look he like. Looks, when I was he there. looks like you. Yeah, he looks he's, like a clone of you. Literally, he's he's like 6'3", 225 right now. At thirteen. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I want to be a part of your family. I'm five feet tall. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't wait till you guys meet everybody when they get up here. Yes. You guys will love them. You'll love them. Yes. But um, Yosei's a big goofball. I mean, he acts like a 13-year-old, um, <laughs> but he's he's out there balling. He's he's a big – he's obviously bigger than most people, but um, for as big as he is and for how fast he is and athletic, I think that's, that's what's really pulling eyes is just his athletic ability with his sheer size and strength. Uh, yeah, at that age, um, who's yeah. who's got the athletic gift? Who's gifted the most athletic ability in the family? Is in the family, argument? is that an argument between? That's everybody? a big argument. Yeah, that's a big argument. And you know, every time anyone has ever asked me this, I've always said Eric is the most athletic. And Eric my, is is he in the middle? Eric's my middle brother. So okay. my sister Sam is the oldest. Yes. Then there's me. Uh -huh. Then there's Eric, and then there's Yosei. And then Eric, I always say he's the most athletic out of everybody. What is how, – how come he, he's the most athletic, or why do you say that? Just because Eric's ability – like, you ask him to do anything, he can do it. Like, Eric is 6'3", 200 pounds, and you tell him to go windmill a basketball, he'll just go do it. And you tell him to – he played volleyball, too. And you should have seen this man play some volleyball, jump up and just spike the ball. It was crazy. So, I mean, just watching him just do athletic things is just, it's so smooth that you can't deny that he's. How, how old is Eric? Eric is 19. Okay. So he's in he's college a, already? He's a redshirt freshman at uh, Iowa. Okay. Following in your footsteps and your dad's. Mm -hmm. um, does he play defensive end as well? He plays outside linebacker. Outside linebacker. Okay. Mm -hmm. So a little bit similar. Mm -hmm. he's he's uh he's a little lighter than the than us me and Yose, but um he's redshirting this season put some weight on and I, he'll be ready for next season oh my gosh so he just needs to do the opposite of what you did mm -hmm. exactly <laughs> <laughs> i will help him do that too yeah he'll put the weight on there i mean the access and same thing with the bills but the access that you guys get to food um i worked at the university of tennessee before i came to the bills and i know the cafeteria in buffalo i mean the food that's always out you know it could definitely help you get to where you want to get to if you're trying to gain weight with the with the stuff that's available for you to consume whether it's the big smoothies or you know anything. Mm -hmm. yeah they got plenty of food for us here yeah. Um, I want to ask you about the defensive ends that the Buffalo Bills drafted. So, you know, first round, second round, no big deal. Hello, Greg Rousseau and hello, Boogie Basham. What were your first thoughts when you saw, 
All right, the Buffalo Bills are drafting some defensive linemen here um, to start off the 2021 NFL draft. What were some of your, I guess, first thoughts? And I know you and Boogie have a have a like have a relationship with each other um, that started before he came to Buffalo. Yeah, no. So I I never met Boog in person until uh, here in Buffalo, but um, like you said, we had met through social media. We had talked a couple times and we had traded messages. Um, you know, talking about football, talking about ball and complimenting each other's games and see, seeing videos and stuff like that and sending back and forth. So um, we had built a small relationship before that. Um, and it was all just, you know, out of respect uh, as football players, you know. Um, and I still obviously respect both of those guys and they're very good players. And, you know, I'm excited because competition, you know, breeds excellence. And that's what I'll say about that is that, you know, they brought some good guys in and we're everyone's here to compete. Everyone's here to, you know, feed off of that. So I'm excited for uh, how it's going to be. The defensive linemen and the offensive linemen, I think, make up like half of this roster right now. And <laughs> you go to practice at OTAs. I'm like, oh, my gosh, half the team is linemen. But mm-hmm. um, it's good because there's depth there. But what do you think about the group as a whole. I mean, you guys returned several uh, players on the defensive line, several players opted to stay and, and rework their contract or take a little bit less to, to be a part of this roster this season. So where do you think this group can go knowing that you guys returned so many, but also knowing that like you're in your second year with Eric Washington, things are probably going to click a little bit more there than they did last year. Um. You know, it just gives me a lot of confidence to have such a such a fun group, you know, to be around. I, you've definitely seen the D-line out there. You see us, you know, dancing, working. So, um, you know, the D-line likes to have fun. We're a very close-knit group. Um, sadly, last year, we couldn't, you know, do too much because of COVID. We couldn't do too many, like, bonding things or all that stuff. But we, we, we did what we could whenever we can. But now that, that you know, COVID's kind of passing over, um, I'm getting really excited to, you know, hang out with the guys, you know, do some more things outside of the building. Um, and now that the new rookies are here too, you know, it's exciting to have them a part of the group as well because they're really clicking with everybody. So um, I have a lot of uh, a lot of love for this group. I have a lot of fun with these guys, and we got some high expectations for this season. Yeah, how has it been to be a little bit normal around them and, and be able to actually hang out with your teammates now versus – your first season, you're, you're, you know, a young new pup and you're trying to make relationships mm-hmm. and you can't even do that. So how has it been to, to get to know these guys outside of the facility finally? It's, I, I guess the best way to describe it is, you know, like, I'm just, it's just, everything's just kind of calm. You know? I felt like when I first got here, things were kind of upbeat, fast paced. I was trying to learn this. I was trying to learn this. I got to put my mask on, put my tracer here. <laughs> like, so I would, everything was kind of, there was a lot. And so now that things are kind of slowing down, I've kind of gotten settled in my role and, and learning what I need to do and where I need to be and all that kind of stuff. Like, it's definitely helping with me just calming down and just, you know, taking, taking a deep breath and understanding uh, practice, understanding my meals because I got to eat to gain weight, you know. And so it's been a huge help, you know, kind of, you know, this offseason and then transitioning into year two. Yeah, definitely. Um, who is the dad of the defensive line group? Who's like the the most mature guy that you'd go to for advice, or or who's kind of um, over the, the dad? Group you know, the dad. I, the dad. I give it to Harry. Yeah, he's just the dad. Yeah, no, he's just the dad. That's just his role. He's the father. Like this, you know, 
yeah, Mr. Responsible, the dad of the group. Who's okay? So if he's Mr. Responsible, who's Mr. Irresponsible? Who's the goofball? Who's the one who's you know always has comments? Whether... All of all of us are the goofballs. We have yeah. we're all cracking jokes in that room. That's every single one of us. All right, who who's got the swag of the group? Who's the one who's bringing the designer, bringing the shoes, bringing the looks on game day? Big Vern. Big Vern. Big Vern. He's always rolling in. He's got those jackets on, the big chains, and, and the J's on. So Big Vern, you know, he's got <laughs> Big Vern, you know, he's got his, some good style to him. I love it. And where do you fit in in that picture? Me? How would you say your personality adds to that group? My personality? Honestly, I'm, I'm just a compliment. Compliment yeah. people. I'll compliment to other people's personalities. A compliment to the group is just positivity. You know, good vibe. That's kind of how I am. So I feel that, and that's kind of what I bring to the group. Okay. Yeah, I I can see that. I mean, it's a big group. Um, there's probably a million personalities within that group, but it seems like you guys get along pretty well. Um, and there's some solid guys that are part of that group. I mean, Jerry Hughes has been a Buffalo Bill since the Buffalo Bills basically existed. Just kidding, but he's, you know, been a part of this team for so long and, and has um, been there before Sean McDermott was there. So he's got a really good handle on everything. And I'm excited for you guys as a whole um, to build off of, off of each other and work off of each other. Um, this, this, these OTAs mini camp coming up, you guys got training camp. So what's, what's up next for you? I know you guys will get a, a little bit of a break here after mini camp. So you got any plans? You going anywhere, doing anything fun? Um, I think, you know, I think I might go home. I miss my mom. I miss my dad. I'm ready to go home and see them for a little bit. I've been up in Buffalo for a while. So after this, I think I'm going to go back to St. Louis and spend some time there for a little while. Awesome. Um, thoughts about the season as a whole. I mean, you guys made it to the AFC championship game. Uh, mm -hmm. I know the, the sites are set on more this year inside and outside of that locker room. So what do you think of, of the group that you guys have as a whole um, that's going to be able to hopefully pick up from where you left off? Uh, I mean, I have a lot of, we have a lot of veteran leadership in this team. We have a lot of guys with experience. And so, um, you know, I'm confident in just this team and just being able to get the job done, showing up each every day uh, and just doing what they got to do. So I know that this team will do that. And um, when the season comes, we'll be prepared. AJ, thanks for the time. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you to all the listeners who tuned in to this week's episode. Make sure you stay tuned for more uh, coming up next week. It seems like, AJ, you've, you've had all this stuff going on your rookie year, whether it's like COVID or whether it's losing weight, then gaining weight, uh, learning the playbook. I feel like this year, you know, you talked about it earlier, you could take a deep breath and, and you feel more calm. And I, I feel like confidence comes out of calm. So it'll be fun to watch where, where you're at this season come week one and fun to watch your brothers too. I mean, mm -hmm. you, you told us about them. So oh, we'll, yeah. we'll see where the youngest one ends up. Oh, yeah, you got to keep an eye open for that. We'll figure yeah. it. We'll, yeah, we'll see where that goes. Looking forward to meeting everybody, hopefully, this next this next season as they all come up to Buffalo. So appreciate the time. We'll talk to you later. Awesome. Thank you.